the great white throne, the judgment seat that non-believers are going to stand before is the greatest judgment seat in the history of the world with the greatest judge that is ever set in judgment. Preaching the old-time gospel with a fresh anointing to, to a new generation. This is Saved to the Uttermost with evangelist Brian Tyndall. The Great White Throne Judgment, a real event that will happen at the end of the world as we know it. How you respond to Jesus will affect if you have to face him then or not. Will he be your savior or judge? Today on Save to the Uttermost, Brian Tyndall brings us a study in the book of Revelation looking at the Great White Throne Judgment and what you can do to avoid it. So if you have your Bible, turn to the book of Revelation chapter 20 beginning at verse 11. Here's Brian. Today we're going to be looking at the Great White Throne Judgment and we find that in Revelation chapter 20 beginning with verse 11. And the scripture says, And I saw a great white throne, and him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. And the books were open, and another book was open, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it. And death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them, and they were judged every man according to their works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Now, the Bible talks about uh, the great white throne judgment, but this is not the only judgment that the Bible talks about. The Bible actually talks about several judgments. Uh, probably the most prominent that, that we think about when we look at the Word of God uh, is the judgment of the nations. Uh, the judgment of the nations is going to be a judgment where at the end of time, God judges the nations of the world based on how they have treated his people Israel. In the beginning of the Bible, in the book of Genesis, when God made a covenant with Abraham, he told Abraham that he was going to bless him. He said, and I'm going to bless those that bless you, and I'm going to curse those that curse you. And all the way through the Bible, God has this special relationship with the people of Israel, and he's in a covenant relationship with them. Uh, two different times in Scripture, we're told that uh, Israel is the apple of God's eye. So if a nation stands against Israel, it's like putting your finger into the eye of God. And one day, the nations of the world are going to be judged because of how they've treated Israel. If they've been a friend of Israel, if they've uh, tried to help Israel, if they prayed for Israel, if they've been an ally of Israel, I believe they're going to be blessed. But I believe if they have been an enemy of Israel, if they've tried to hurt Israel, if they've stood against the people of God, uh, I believe they're going to be cursed. I believe they're going to be judged at that judgment of the nations. But the Bible also talks about a judgment of Christians. You know, I think a lot of people are under the misconception that if we accept Jesus Christ, that we will escape judgment altogether. But the reality is this, Christians are going to be judged. Now, we're not going to be judged as to whether we're going to go to heaven or hell. The Bible is clear that if we will put our faith in Jesus Christ and in him alone, if we'll confess our sin and get the forgiveness and the cleansing that only he can bring through his shed blood, and if we will repent of our sins, if we'll turn away from our sins and turn to Jesus Christ as our Savior, then we will be born again in the family of God. Our sins will be forgiven, will be washed away, will be cast as far as the east is from the west. We'll be born again into the family of God. He will become our heavenly father. We will become his children. And we will never have to be judged as to whether we're going to go to heaven or hell because for us, eternity and salvation and eternal life have already begun here on this earth. And we'll simply pass from an abundant life on this earth to an eternal life in heaven. But we're still going to be judged. Christians will be judged based on what they've done with their Christian life. Uh, if we've lived obediently to God, if we've obeyed his word, if we've walked in his will for our life, if we've been involved in his kingdom's work, if we've made an eternal difference in this life, if we've lived the kind of Christian life that the word of God calls us to live, then we're going to receive rewards. And the Bible talks about some of the rewards that we can receive. And we'll actually in heaven present those 
uh, rewards, those crowns that we've received as, as an act of worship to Jesus Christ. And then the Bible talks about for Christians that, that don't live the kind of life that we ought to live. At that judgment, there will be a lack of rewards. They, they will not receive certain rewards that they could have received. Uh, but the Bible says that Christians will be judged. And, uh, and we need to be living the kind of life that God wants us to live. Not because we're scared that we're going to go to hell. If we're saved, we're secure. Uh, if we're saved, then it doesn't matter what happens in our life. We're going to go to heaven to be with the Lord Jesus Christ. But we're still going to have to give an account of how we've lived the Christian life that he's given us. But the judgment that we're looking at today is called the great white throne judgment. And this judgment is specifically for those that have not received Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord. This judgment is going to be uh, just the people from the beginning of time, every person that has ever lived, every person that is living, every person that ever will live, that has failed to receive Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord, that has failed to humble themselves before God and confess their sin and ask for forgiveness and trust Jesus Christ and Him alone as Savior and Lord, they're going to be at this judgment. Because you see, the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 9 and verse 27 that God has appointed a time for us to die. And in that same scripture, it says not only has God appointed us a time to die, but after our death comes judgment. There's some certain things in this life. And one of the certain things is, is that we're not going to live forever in these physical bodies as we know them today. We're going to die, but we're also going to be judged. That is a certainty. You don't have to believe in it. You may not believe that you'll be judged. You may not even believe there's a God. You may not believe in the Bible. But the reality is uh, our judgment and the truth of that judgment is not dependent on whether we believe in it or not. The reality of the judgment of God is based on the truth of God, is based on the word of God, which is going to last forever and ever and ever. And the Bible says heaven and earth may pass away, but the word of God will endure forever. And the word of God says that there's going to be a judgment. Now, the good news is this. Jesus Christ has done everything that needs to be done for us to escape this judgment that we're going to speak about today. I'm going to talk to you about this great white throne judgment because it's a reality of the word of God. It's a reality in scripture. And I think that we need to know what it is that people are going to face if they reject Jesus Christ. Maybe you're listening to me today and you're not saved. Maybe you're listening to me today and you're an atheist or an agnostic or or you simply just don't have time for God. And, and in the back of your mind, you think, well, uh, nothing's going to happen to me. It's going to be okay just because I don't uh, receive Christ, just because I don't humble myself before God, just because I don't believe in the, this Christian thing. Uh, that doesn't mean that that I'm going to face any kind of problem in the future. I want you to see from the word of God that if you do not receive Jesus Christ, I want you to see what the Bible says is in your future. But the good news before we get into this today is that Jesus Christ has done everything that needs to be done so that no one has to appear before this great white throne judgment. 2,000 years ago, God came to this earth he wrapped himself in flesh. He was born of a virgin. He lived a sinless, perfect life on this earth for 33 years. The Bible says he was tempted in every way like you and I are tempted, yet without sin. He's the only person that's ever lived on this earth in the flesh without sin. He was perfect in every way. And then the Bible says that Jesus Christ laid down his life. No one took his life from him. Now, many of us uh, that don't even believe in Jesus Christ, we know the historical uh, account that Jesus died on the cross. But what I want you to hear today is that not only did Jesus die, but he died for you. He laid down his life. He gave himself as a sacrifice for our sins, for your sin. He allowed himself to be crucified. He allowed his body to be tortured. He allowed his body to be killed in order that he might pay the price and the penalty for the sins of this world. And then he shed his blood. And the Bible says that without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness, no remission of sin. Jesus Christ was the perfect sacrifice, the lamb of God slain before the foundation of the world. He died on that cross. He sacrificed his body. He shed his blood 
for your sin. And then he, he lay in the tomb for three days, but he did not stay dead. The Bible says on the third day that Jesus Christ rose victoriously over death, hell, and the grave. And that many people saw him after his resurrection, not just his disciples, but many people saw the resurrected Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, the Bible says that over 500 people saw him at one time. And that some days after his resurrection, as he was walking with his disciples, he began to ascend into heaven to go back to the Father and is seated at the right hand of God and has been given all power and authority over mankind and over this world. And that Jesus is coming back. He's bodily, literally coming back to this earth. He's coming back for his children. He's coming back for every person that has placed faith in him. He's coming back for every person that has asked him for forgiveness of sin. He's coming back for every person that has repented from their sin and turned to him as their savior. He's coming back for the church, for the body of Christ, for those that have been born again into his family, into his kingdom. Jesus Christ is coming back. And he told uh, in John chapter 14, he said, don't let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me, because in my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. Jesus said, I go and prepare you a place. And if I go and prepare you a place, I'll come again and receive you into myself that where I am, there you may be also. My friends, we do not have to die and go to hell. We do not have to die and go before this great white throne judgment and be judged because we've rejected Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ wants us to be saved. Jesus Christ has done everything that has to be done so you can be forgiven of your sin and you can be born again into the family of God. But I'm telling you today that the Bible is clear. That for those that do not accept Christ, those that go through this life and do not receive salvation that comes from Christ and only through Christ, that they will die one day and that after that death, there will be a judgment and it's going to be this great white throne judgment. And so if you're listening today and you've not received Christ, I want you to listen. I want you to see what the Bible says is in your future. And my prayer today is is that we look at the word of God as we see the reality of this great white throne judgment, that the word of God and the spirit of God will speak to your heart and that you will see that there is a judgment that is waiting for you because you have rejected Jesus Christ, because you have not received Jesus Christ. And my prayer today is that you will receive Christ, that you will humble yourself before God before it is eternally too late and that you'll put your faith in him and in him alone, and that you'll turn from your sin and turn to Jesus Christ for salvation. Because my friends, if you don't, this judgment that we're fixing to look at in the word of God, this judgment that is so vividly described in the book of Revelation chapter 20 is waiting for you in the future. What is this great white throne judgment going to be like? Well, the first thing I want us to look at is the judgment seat itself. It says in Revelation chapter 20, verse 11, I saw a great white throne. Well, the first thing that we learn is about the throne, the judgment seat itself. And the first word that's used to describe that judgment seat is that it's great. You know, in the world that you and I live in, we know something about judgment. We know something about judges. We know something about courthouses. We know something about legal uh, proceedings. If I get in trouble with the law, uh, I commit a crime, uh, they're going to take me to court and they're going to bring me before a judge. And I will probably have to hire a lawyer to defend me uh, in court. Uh, and there'll be a judge sitting there. There'll be a jury of my peers and there'll be a prosecutor. There'll be somebody that's uh, bringing evidence against me. And my lawyer will try to refute that evidence. And, and we know something of that kind of system. That's the picture that we get here in Revelation chapter 20. Uh, some of those things are, are the picture that we get here in Revelation chapter 20 of the great white throne judgment when God will judge those that have rejected him as Savior and Lord and have not received the salvation that only he can bring. But the first thing we see is how great this judgment seat is. We know that in the United States, there are different levels of courts. You know, there's just like local family court. Uh, then there's, uh, you know, district court. Then there's federal court. And then you keep going till you get to the Supreme Court. And so if we uh, go before one of these lower courts, one of these lower judges, and that judge passes a sentence on us, 
and we don't like the verdict, we can appeal our case to a higher court. And, and maybe a higher court or a higher judge will overturn the decision that the lower court or the less powerful judge has made. And we can continue to appeal and we can continue to have our case heard by higher and higher courts and higher and higher judges until it gets to the Supreme Court itself. And the Supreme Court can overturn every decision that every lower court has made. But I want you to see something in this passage. The great white throne, the judgment seat that non-believers are going to stand before is a great judgment seat. It is the greatest judgment seat in the history of the world. There is no greater judgment seat than this judgment seat. There's no greater judge than the one that sits at this judgment seat. What that means is that, is that when we die without Christ and we stand before the great white throne judgment seat, there's going to be nowhere else to appeal our case. There's going to be no higher judge that we can appeal to. This is the greatest judgment seat in the history of the world with the greatest judge that has ever set in judgment. But not only do we see that it's great, the Bible says that it's the great white throne. In the word of God, colors represent things. Colors are symbolic. And in this case, the Bible says that this judgment seat is great, it's powerful, it's preeminent, it's above all judgment seats, but not only that, it's white. And in the Bible, white is a color that represents purity. That's why the Bible says that though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow because white represents purity. And this great white throne judgment seat is white. It is pure. Now we know that here in this world, not all judgment is pure. Not all judgment is true. Not all judgment is righteous. You and I can go to court and we can stand before a judge and he may make the right decision or he may make the wrong decision. Uh, he may uh, do what he should do or he may do what he shouldn't do. We, we may stand before a judge that's a good judge or we may stand before a judge that's a bad judge. There's even been times when judges were convicted of uh, being bribed. People paid them to make a wrong decision. And so here in this world, uh, judgment is not always pure. Judgment is not always right. But what the Bible is saying is this. When we die without Jesus Christ and we stand before this great white throne judgment seat, we're going to be standing before the greatest judgment seat in the history of the world with the greatest judge that's ever sat on any judgment seat, and that's Jesus Christ himself. And the judgment that's going to come from that throne, from that judgment seat, is going to be pure. It's going to be right. Jesus Christ never makes a mistake. There's not going to be anybody that stands before that judgment seat that does not get exactly what they deserve. Every person that has rejected Christ will stand before that judgment seat and the judgment that they will receive will be exactly the judgment that they should get. And then the Bible says it's a throne. It's a great white throne. This judgment seat is a throne. Well, what kind of people sit on thrones? Not just judges, but kings, rulers, set on thrones. And the Bible says that Jesus is king of kings and lord of lords. And Jesus Christ is going to be the one that's on that throne. In fact, that's the second thing I want us to see. I don't want us to just see the throne itself. I want us to see the one that's on the throne, the one that's going to be on that judgment seat. And it's Jesus. You say, Brian, how do you know that it's Jesus? This passage of Scripture says that it's God. It doesn't say explicitly that it's Jesus Christ on that throne. When we read the Bible, we use Scripture to interpret Scripture. And in John 5, 22, the Bible says, For the Father judgeth no man, but is committed all judgment unto the Son. And so the Bible teaches clearly that God the Father is not going to be the one that judges us after death but that he has committed, he has given all judgment into the hands of his son. The Bible says in Matthew 28 that Jesus has been given all power and all authority. And so God the Father has given Jesus the Son, he's given him all power, all authority. He has committed all judgment into his hand. Romans 2.16 says, in the day when God shall judge the secrets of men by or through Jesus Christ according to the gospel. And so the Bible is consistent all the way through the New Testament, all the way to this very passage of Scripture in Revelation chapter 20. It is God himself that's sitting on the throne in judgment. 
Not God the Father, God the Son, Jesus Christ. And he's the greatest judge in the history of the world. And it's going to be fearful. I think that sometimes when people understand that it's going to be Jesus on that judgment seat, then they think, well, uh, he'll just forgive me or he'll just look over my sin or he'll just look over the fact that I did not receive him or that I rejected him because he's meek and he's mild. You know, they're thinking of Jesus as that little baby in the manger in Bethlehem. They're thinking of Jesus uh, as he walked on this earth as a man. They're thinking of Jesus as he was being beaten and spit on and crucified and killed on the cross. But my friends, the Jesus that's going to be on that judgment seat isn't going to be that little baby in the manger. It's not going to be the Jesus that they spat on and that they crucified and that they put the crown of thorns on and nailed to the cross. It's going to be the resurrected Lord Jesus Christ who's been given all power and all authority, who God has committed into his hands all judgment. That's going to be the Jesus that we see there. And he's God himself. He's the creator of the world. The Bible says that nothing was made without Jesus Christ. He was in the world and the world was made by him. The one that had the power to speak and create the world and the universes and everything that we see before our eyes, that awesome, powerful, holy God is going to be seated on that throne. And notice what the scripture says. And I saw a great white throne and him that sat on it from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away. People are going to be so fearful, those that stand before this judgment seat, when they see God the Son on that judgment seat, and they see him in all power and all authority, and they see him in his holiness and his righteousness, and they see him uh, in all of his splendor and his glory, they're going to be afraid. They're going to be afraid because this is God the Son that they've rejected. On this earth, they could have come to him. They could have put their faith in him. They could have trusted him. They could have received mercy and grace from him, but they didn't have time for him. They didn't have time for his word. They didn't have time for his church. They didn't listen to the to the drawing of his Holy Spirit. They rejected him while they were on this earth. They didn't live in agreement with his word of God. They ran from his will. They didn't have any time for him. They didn't humble themselves before him when they were on this earth. And now they're going to find themselves in eternity and they're going to be separated from God. They're going to be lost. They're going to be without Christ and without hope. And they're going to stand before this great white throne judgment that is the greatest judgment seat in the history of the world and all of its purity and holiness. And that great throne is going to have the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, Jesus Christ himself seated there. And that's going to be their judge. Let's look for a second. Who are these ones that are before this judgment seat? The Bible says in verse 12 of Revelation chapter 20, and I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. Uh, this is every person since the beginning of time, since Adam and Eve were created. This is every person that has ever lived or that is living today or that ever will live on this earth. This is every person that has ever lived that has rejected Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord or failed to humble themselves while they were on this earth and put their faith in him and him alone for salvation. Every person who has not been saved, small or great, dead or alive, they're going to be before that great white throne judgment. The small people, the, the ones that, that seemed insignificant on this earth, the ones that were slaves, the, one that, the ones that were uneducated, the ones that were poor, the beggars, the uh, people that, that just didn't seem to count for anything on this earth. People overlooked them and they died in obscurity and nobody remembers their name. They're going to be before that judgment seat because they rejected Jesus Christ. And because they were not saved, they're going to appear before that judgment seat. But the Bible says also the small and the great kings and emperors and rulers and dictators from every century that has ever passed, from this age and the ages past and the ages to come, every atheist, every agnostic, every person who has accepted a false god or a false savior or a false religion, every person that has failed to receive Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord is going to be before that great white throne judgment seat. 
And I know that there's some people that are probably listening to my voice and you say, well, Brian, I just don't believe that. I don't believe the Bible. I think it's an archaic, out-of-date book. I don't think it has anything to say to me today. Uh, I just uh, find it hard to believe in a real uh, God that created the world. I just find it hard to believe in in, uh, in this Jewish Savior, Jesus Christ, who was born of a virgin. I, it's, I just can't put my faith in him. I just can't accept this. I just don't believe in this. I don't believe there is going to be an afterlife. I don't believe there is going to be a judgment. I don't believe I am going to be accountable for what I do here in this life. Well, my friends, the Bible says that we can be deceived. And what I want you to hear from me today, more importantly, what I want you to hear from God's word and the Holy Spirit of God is that you have been deceived. The Bible says that the devil is here because he wants to kill, steal, and destroy. He wants to kill you. He wants to destroy you. He wants to take away from you the eternal life that Jesus Christ came and gave his life to purchase for you. He doesn't want you to be saved. He doesn't want you to put your faith in Jesus Christ. He wants you to continue on living in the flesh without Christ. He wants you to continue not to believe. He wants you to keep on living like you're living. And 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 then he wants you to die. And he wants you to stand before this great white throne judgment seat. And on that day that you stand there, you will believe. You will see that you made a mistake. You will see that you rejected the one that you should have received. But it will be too late. You're going to be standing before this great white throne judgment seat. And you're going to realize as you stand there before the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, as you stand there before the one that created the world, before the one that created you, before the one that causes your heart to beat today, before the one that causes you to be able to take in breath today, you're going to realize that that one that's on that throne is the one that died on the cross 2,000 years ago for your sin. He did everything for you to be saved. And you're going to realize on that day I rejected him. I wasted my life. I live for the things of the world instead of the things of eternity, but it's going to be too late. And so my friends, I beg you today, I beg you to look at this passage of scripture. I beg you to look at what God has preserved in his word and told us is going to be the future of every person that rejects Jesus Christ. And I ask you today, as we look at that, as we look at the reality of death, as we look at the reality of hell, as we look at the reality of judgment, let's turn to Jesus Christ. Let's humble ourselves today and say, you know what? I've been living without Christ. I've been living according to my own thoughts, according to my own beliefs, according to my own system. But today, I'm going to humble myself. I'm going to confess that I'm a sinner And I'm going to ask Jesus Christ to forgive me and to cleanse me with his blood. And with his help, I'm going to turn from my sin. And I'm going to turn to Jesus Christ as my Savior and Lord. And I'm going to ask him to bring me into his family. I'm going to ask him to cause me through the power of his Holy Spirit to be born again into the family of God. That I might have the power and the right to be a child of God. My friends, I would ask you to do that today. I would beg you to do that before it's eternally too late. You say, I've been in ministry a lot of years, and I've done a lot of funerals in the time that I've been in ministry, and I've done just as many funerals of young people or people younger than 40 as I have of people older than 40. It is appointed unto men once to die, and after that death comes the judgment. And I'm telling you today, none of us want to stand before this great white throne judgment seat. What are the people going to try to do when they find themselves before that judgment seat? Well, the Bible says they're going to run away. In uh, Revelation chapter 20, verse 11, it says, And the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. They tried to run away. And you can imagine that they would. I mean, uh, they would be so terrified, so scared when they realized that they had come into eternity unprepared. When they were standing before this great judge, and when their eyes are open and they see that the one that's fixing to judge me is the one that I have rejected. The one that's fixing to sentence me to hell is the one that I rejected while I was on this earth. And when they see how great and awesome and powerful and holy that judge Jesus Christ is, and when they see how small and weak they are, and when they see how unprepared they are for that judgment seat, they're going to try to run away. 
They're going to try to do the same thing that they did while they were on this earth. You see, every person that does not get saved, that's what they spend their life doing. They spend their life running away from God, running away from his word, running away from the gospel, running away from the only savior that there is. Uh, a lot of them, they, they think to themselves, well, one day I may get saved. When I get married, when I have children, when I grow up, when I, when I retire, before I die, they have this illusion that they're going to live according to their, themselves and according to the flesh and according to the things of this world. And then one day before they, they die, they're going to get saved. But many of them don't. Many of them, that's just a lie that Satan has put in their mind to keep them uh, rejecting Jesus Christ, constantly putting off being saved. Because Satan knows that if they will put it off long enough, that one day they're going to die. That death is going to come like a thief in the night when they least expect it. And he knows that if he can get them to put off being saved long enough, that they'll eventually die without Christ. And they'll stand before this great judgment seat. And they'll be standing there in fear wanting to run away, wanting to escape, but there'll be no place for them to escape. You see, my friends, you can run from Jesus Christ today. You can run from this message. You can switch the dial on your radio. You can run from the word of God. You can, you can run from church. You can run from Jesus today. But there is coming a day when it has been appointed that all of us will die. And immediately after that death, the Bible says it's been appointed for us to be judged. And if we die without Jesus Christ and we stand before this great white throne judgment seat, we will want to continue to run. We will want to continue to escape having to deal with Jesus Christ. But when we stand before that judgment seat, the Bible says that though they wanted to run away, they wanted to flee away, there was found no place for them. We're not going to be able to run anymore. So if we run from Jesus in this life, don't think that we're not going to see him anymore. Don't think that we're going to escape having to deal with him because we can run from him in this life as savior. But in the next life, we're going to stand before him as judge. And my prayer for all of us today is that we would come to Jesus Christ while he is making himself available today as our savior. Because if we do not come before him today as savior, then we're going to come before him in eternity we're going to come before him in the next life as judge. And the Bible's clear that we do not want to do that. But not only do I want us to see the throne and the one that's on the throne as judge, Jesus Christ, and the ones that are standing before the throne, that's those that have rejected Christ and not been saved, those that are being judged. But I want us to see the evidence that's going to be brought against those at this judgment seat. You see, if I go to court today, if I commit a crime or I do something wrong and I go to court, uh, what, the, what the court system is going to do is they're going to assign a prosecutor and he's going to try to find evidence to show to the judge and show to the jury uh, of my guilt. He's going to try to find a video. He's going to try to find DNA evidence. He's going to try to find an eyewitness. He's going to come up with all the evidence that he can that shows or demonstrates or proves my guilt. Well, at this great white throne judgment, God is going to present evidence of our guilt. He's going to present evidence that shows and proves beyond any shadow of a doubt that on this earth we were not saved. We did not humble ourselves and receive Jesus Christ. He's going to prove with evidence, irrefutable evidence, that we have rejected Jesus Christ and that we deserve to be sentenced to hell. And I want us to see what that evidence is. The Bible says in verse 12, And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were open. So there's going to be more than one book. There's going to be more than one piece of evidence that is brought to show our guilt before God. And we're told about these books. It says, And another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books, plural, according to their works. Now, we're not told about every one of these books specifically. Uh, we're told that there's going to be more than one, and we're told that we're going to be judged out of those books according to our works. And the only one of these books that's mentioned by name specifically is the book of life, and it's the one that I want to talk about last. But I believe that the Bible gives us evidence so that we can understand what these books are going to be, or at least some of them. 
I think the first book that, that we're going to be judged from, if we reject Jesus Christ, if we're not saved and we go into eternity uh, lost, I believe the first book that we're going to be judged from is the Bible itself. Because the Bible says that there's coming a day when mankind that rejects Christ is going to be judged by every word that is proceeded out of the mouth of God. And the Bible says that the Bible itself, Scripture, is the infallible and errant Word of God. You see, this book, the Bible, even though we might not believe in it today, even though we might not read it today, we might not study it today, we might not obey it today, we might not have time for it today, the Bible says that there's coming a day when we're going to be judged by every word that is proceeded out of the mouth of God. And so, my friends, if we go through this life and reject Christ, if we go through this life and are not saved, you say, we don't have time for the gospel. We don't have time for the word of God. We don't think it's important. We don't think it has any bearing on our life. There's coming a day we're going to die and we're going to stand before God and books are going to be open. And I believe this very Bible is going to be one of those books because the Bible says we're going to be judged out of every word that is proceeded out of the mouth of God. And this Bible contains the word of God. It is the word of God. And so why don't we turn to this book today? Most of us have a Bible in our house or we can go down to the bookstore and we can get one. Why don't we turn to the word of God today? He's made his word available to us today. We can open it and read it today. It is like a love letter. It tells us how we were created in the in the image of God. It tells us how our sin has separated us from our God and made us enemies of God. It tells us how God has moved heaven and earth to make a way for us to be saved. It tells us of the redemptive plan of God in sending his son, Jesus Christ, into the world so that he might save us from our sins. It tells us about the life of Christ and how he lived sinlessly and perfectly. It tells us about his power and his authority. It tells us about his death and his resurrection and his ascension into heaven. It tells us that he's coming back. It tells us about this judgment that we're going to face if we reject him. Why not open the Bible today and let God's word speak to us today and put our faith and trust in what God says today? Because my friends, if we don't, there's coming a day when we're going to die physically and our soul is going to go into eternity without Christ, without forgiveness, without salvation. And we're going to stand before this great white throne judgment seat and this awesome, powerful, holy judge, Jesus Christ, that we're going to want to run away from. But there's not going to be any place to run and we're going to be judged. He's going to open those books. He's going to open the word of God that we have not cared about, that we have rejected, that we have rebelled against in this life. He's going to open that word of God and he's going to judge us according to every word that is proceeded out of the mouth of God. But not only do I believe he's going to judge us out of the Bible, but the scripture says that he's going to um, open a book and then the dead are going to be judged out of the things which are written in the books according to their works. You see, the Bible speaks of the fact that God is keeping a perfect record of our sin. He's, he's keeping a record. He knows everything that we've ever done, everything that we've ever said, everything that we've ever thought, every emotion, every attitude, every action that is against his will or that is contrary to his word, he is keeping a perfect record of our sin. And if we're not forgiven of our sin, if we're not saved, and if our sins are not washed away with the blood of Jesus Christ, then we're going to stand before that judgment seat one day, and that book of our sins is going to be open, and it's going to be used as evidence to prove that we have not been saved, to prove that our sins have not been forgiven, to prove that we've not humbled ourselves before God and received the forgiveness and cleansing that can only come through Jesus Christ. You say, well, Brian, we're all sinners. Yes, we are. We are all sinners. The Bible says that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And, and you say, well, then, Brian, don't you have sin? Hasn't God recorded your sins too? He certainly has. You say, well, then why won't you be at that judgment seat? Because when I was 17 years old, 
I had a time in my life where I heard the gospel and I put my faith in Jesus Christ and in Jesus Christ alone and I asked for the forgiveness that only he can bring. And the Bible says in 1 John 1, 9 that if we will confess our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sin and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. I received that forgiveness and cleansing of Jesus Christ as I put my faith in him as Savior and Lord. And every person that has been saved through Jesus Christ, their sins have been forgiven. And not only does the Bible teach that their sins have been forgiven, but it, it, it says that their sins have been washed away by the blood of Jesus Christ. And so you see, when they open that book in heaven that has my sins recorded, they don't see them anymore because they've been forgiven by Jesus Christ. They're not there on the page anymore because my sins have been covered and washed away with the blood of Jesus Christ. But if your sins have not been forgiven, if there's never been a time in your life where you humbled yourself before Jesus Christ and asked for his forgiveness and received his cleansing, one day you're going to stand before that great white throne judgment and that book is going to be open. And can you imagine in a lifetime how many sins we commit? I mean, you know, we, t- we sin many times every day. We do things contrary to God's word every day, multiple times a day. And see, we take sin lightly. We do things in the morning and by lunchtime, we forgot about them. We do things and, and by next week, they're, they're, a, they're a past memory. We don't think about them anymore. But what you have to realize is you may forget about your sin. You may look lightly on your sin. You may sin and think that it's not important or that, or that you got away with it or that nothing's ever going to happen to you because of this sin. But what you don't realize is that sin is being recorded. Every sin, every thought, every action, every attitude that's contrary to the will of God or the word of God, it's being kept. And one day when you stand before this great white throne judgment seat, that book is going to be open and you're going to be judged not only from the word of God, not only out of every word that is proceeded out of the mouth of God, but the scripture in Revelation chapter 20 says another book is going to be open and you're going to be judged according to your works, according to what you've done or not done in obedience or disobedience to Jesus Christ. And then the Bible mentions a third book. And this third book is mentioned by name. We're told specifically the name of this book. It says in verse 12, And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. And the books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things written in the books. And go down to verse 15 and notice what it says. It says, And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. So the Bible tells us specifically that if we die without Jesus Christ, we're going to stand before this great white throne judgment seat and books are going to be presented. And those books are going to be evidence that show that we have rejected Jesus Christ on this earth and that we've not been saved. And that's going to be evidence that we deserve the punishment that God is going to give to us. And one of the books that's going to be open is called the book of life. In the book of life, God has recorded the names of every person that has received him. From the beginning of time to the end of time, every person that has put their faith in Christ and asked for forgiveness and repented of their sins and been born again into the family of God, God has recorded their name in the book of life. And he sealed their name in that book with the Holy Spirit of God. And so God is going to open that book of life. And and when you're standing there before that throne, he's going to look in that book and he's going to show you that your name is not there. Your name was never recorded. That means there was never a time, there was never a moment while you were on this earth when you were saved. Because if there had been, your name would have been recorded in that book. And the scripture is very specific, very vivid, very powerful in what it says. It says, and whosoever's name was not found recorded in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire was cast into hell. You see, my friends, when you stand before that great white throne judgment seat, God is going to open the book of life and he's going to show you that you never received him while you were on this earth. You were never born again into the family of God. Your name, your spiritual birth, the new birth, the salvation birth, it never happened to you. You were never born into God's family and there's never been a registration 
of your new birth because it never took place. You never humbled yourself before God. You never put your faith in Christ and in Christ alone as Savior and Lord. You never turned from your sin in repentance and turned to Christ for salvation. And so your name was never recorded. And can you imagine how powerful and awesome a moment that's going to be when you stand before the God of this universe, when you stand before the King of kings and Lord of lords, Jesus Christ, the one that died on the cross for your sins 2,000 years ago, the one that did everything he knew to do to draw you to himself while you were on this earth. And all of those days you were on this earth, you rejected him, you ran from him, you turned your back on him, you disobeyed him, you lived outside of his will, and then you died without him. And now you're standing before him, and the book of life is open, the book that contains the names of all the children of God, and your name is not found in that book because you've never become his child. And when your name is not found in that book, you're cast into hell. The judgment, the sentence that's going to be given to every person that appears before the great white throne judgment seat is going to be eternity in hell, eternity separated from God. And you say, well, Brian, I just can't believe a loving God would do that. Well, you can believe it, my friend, because the Bible says it, and it says it in multiple places. And really, it is a loving God. Just think about it. If somebody uh, killed somebody in our family, uh, and they were caught, and they went to a trial before a judge, and they were found guilty of killing our loved one. And the judge said, well, you know what? Uh, I know that you killed the, these people's family member, but I really believe that deep down you're a good person, and I'm sure that you, you're sorry that you did that, and I'm just going to let you go. I'm just, gonna, I'm just not going to do anything to you. I'm not going to send you to jail. I'm just going to release you as a free man. We would not consider that judge a good judge if he released that person that had committed a crime, if he didn't give that person a, a punishment, we wouldn't consider him a good judge. We would consider him a wicked judge if he let somebody that was guilty go unpunished. Well, then why would we consider God a bad or wicked God if he punishes those that deserve punishment? You see, we've broken his law. We've lived in disobedience to him. And then we've rejected the salvation that he died to purchase for us. And then we stand before him. The good and right thing for him to do is to punish us. The good and the right thing for him to do is to give us what we deserve. And my friends, the people that reject him will receive what they deserve. They will receive the right punishment. And the punishment that all the people receive that stand before the great white throne judgment is going to be hell, eternity in hell separated from God. But my friends, the good news today, the good news of the gospel is that none of us have to stand before that great white throne judgment seat. God loves us today. He created us. And when we rebelled against him, he had mercy on us. In his grace, he looked down at us in our lost condition, and he knew that there was nothing that we could do to save ourselves. And so he came to this earth himself. God became man, and he wrapped himself in flesh and was born of a virgin, and he lived a perfect life so he could be the perfect sacrifice for your sin and my sin and for the sins of the whole world. And he willingly went to the cross and died for your sin and shed his blood, and he was buried and rose again victorious over death, hell, and the grave. He did that, my friend, for you. He did that because we're sinners, and we're separated from God, and there's nothing that we can do to save ourselves from our sin. And so God became flesh and did what had to be done so that we could be saved. Oh, my friends, don't die without Christ. There's appointed a time for you to die. I know a lot of us, you know, we think we're going to live forever. We think, we think death is, is a long way away. The truth is we don't know when we're going to die. For most of us, death is going to come much quicker than we could ever imagine. And the Bible says that God has appointed a time for us to die and then the judgment. My friend today, I ask you to take a few moments and just in sincerity before God,
I would ask that you just humble yourself before Jesus Christ and just confess to him that you're a sinner and that you need the forgiveness and salvation that only he can bring. And just tell him, Lord Jesus, I'm putting my faith and trust in you today and in you alone. I believe that 2,000 years ago you died for me on the cross, and I believe that it's only through what you did on that cross that I have forgiveness and that I have hope of salvation. And put your trust in him today. Just trust him like a child trusts their parents. And my friends, I promise you today, based on the authority of the word of God, that if you'll humble yourself before him and you'll confess your sin and ask for his forgiveness and you'll repent of your sin, turn away from your sin and turn to Christ and to Christ alone, I promise you today, based on the authority of the word of God, that you'll never stand before that great white throne judgment because he'll save you today and he'll forgive you and you'll be born again into the family of God and you'll be his child. And so I ask you today, my friends, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Savior, will you accept him today? The Bible says, whosoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. My prayer for you today, my prayer for all of us, is that today would be the day that we call on Jesus Christ for salvation. Call on Jesus and be saved from the great white throne judgment. This is Saved to the Uttermost with evangelist Brian Tyndall, founder and president of Uttermost Evangelism. The truth is, we all stand guilty before God. We have all sinned and deserve hell. But if we trust in Jesus and call on his name for salvation, then we will avoid the judgment that Jesus already took upon himself for us. That is the good news of the gospel. And Brian has written a booklet explaining the gospel and how to come to faith in Jesus Christ. It's called Salvation, Man's Greatest Need, God's Greatest Gift. In it, Brian examines the five aspects of salvation, why all people need to be saved, how God has made our salvation possible, why anyone can be saved, what salvation really is, and how we receive God's gift of salvation. If you'd like a copy, simply contact us and ask, and we'll send one to you absolutely free. You can visit our website to request a copy, uttermostevangelism.org. While you're there, you can listen to past sermons and request a CD copy of today's message as well. That's uttermostevangelism.org. If you prefer, you can write us. Our address is Uttermost Evangelism, P.O. Box 7, Pontotoc, Mississippi, 38863. Again, P.O. Box 7, Pontotoc, P-O-N-T-O-T-O-C, Pontotoc, Mississippi, 38863. You can also give us a call at 662-372-1912. That's 662-372-1912. Uttermost Evangelism and the Save to the Uttermost Radio program are made possible by your prayers and generous gifts. If our program has been a blessing to you, would you consider helping us bless others? You can give online at uttermostevangelism.org or write P.O. Box 7, Pontotoc, Mississippi, 38863. Thanks for listening today. Join us again next time. And remember, Jesus is able to save to the uttermost those that come to God through Him. God bless. Save to the Uttermost is provided by Uttermost Evangelism, Pontotoc, Mississippi.